Welcome to Puzzling It Out, Thoughts and Perspectives from a Clinical Psychologist. Hello, I'm Dr. Gail Lewis, your podcast host, and I'm a clinical psychologist practicing on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. For the second podcast, I will be beginning a series of episodes focusing on multiple sclerosis, particularly addressing the psychological implications of having multiple sclerosis, of being in the orbit of a person with multiple sclerosis, and also of being a support partner to somebody who has multiple sclerosis. For many years now, I have had the privilege and honor of being an MS partner in care through the National Multiple Sclerosis Society. In addition, I am a certified multiple sclerosis care specialist. For this first in the series, I am going to define and give some information about what multiple sclerosis is. For those people who are unfamiliar with the disease and some of the variables involved, and also as a refresher to some of you who know something about it, who have learned something about it, and would like to become more clear and up-to-date about the ideas and definitions behind multiple sclerosis. So what is MS? Multiple sclerosis involves an immune-mediated process in which an abnormal response of the body's immune system is directed against the central nervous system, which is made up of the brain, spinal cord, and optic nerves. Within the central nervous system, the immune system causes inflammation that damages the myelin, which is the fatty substance that surrounds and insulates the nerve fibers. It also causes inflammation that damages the nerve fibers themselves and the specialized cells that make myelin. When myelin or nerve fibers are damaged or destroyed in multiple sclerosis, communication within the central nervous system is altered or stopped completely. Damage to areas of the central nervous system may produce a variety of neurological symptoms that will vary amongst people with MS in type and severity. The damaged areas develop scar tissue, which gives the disease its name, multiple areas of scarring or multiple sclerosis. The cause of MS is not known, but it is believed to involve genetic susceptibility, abnormalities in the immune system, and environmental factors that combine to trigger the disease. People with multiple sclerosis typically experience one of four disease courses or types of MS, and there are about 18 treatments to help modify the MS disease process and several others right now in research being developed. There are four types of MS. The first is called clinically isolated syndrome. The next is called relapsing remitting MS, which is the most common disease course. Then there is secondary progressive MS and primary progressive MS. Let's go to how MS is diagnosed. At this time, there are no particular symptoms, physical findings, or laboratory tests that can by themselves determine if you have MS. Several strategies are used to determine if you meet the long-established criteria for a diagnosis of multiple sclerosis and to rule out other possible causes of whatever symptoms you are experiencing. These strategies include a careful medical history, a neurological exam, and various tests including an MRI, 
spinal fluid analysis, and blood tests to rule out other conditions. Medications are used in multiple sclerosis to modify the disease course, to treat relapses that are also called attacks or exacerbations, and to manage symptoms. Along with other essential components of comprehensive multiple sclerosis care, which I will discuss in a later podcast, these medications can help people manage their MS and enhance their comfort and quality of life. There are currently 18 U.S. Food and Drug Administration approved disease modifying therapies for MS and they have been found through clinical trials to reduce the number of relapses, delay progression of disability, and limit new disease activity. Currently there are eight injectable medications, five oral medications, and five infused medications. These medications reduce the frequency and severity of relapses, also called attacks or exacerbations, reduce the accumulation of lesions in the brain and spinal cord, as seen on a magnetic resonance imaging, MRI, and may slow the accumulation of disability for many people with MS. There is also the issue of managing relapses. MS relapses are caused by inflammation in the central nervous system that damage the myelin coating around the nerve fibers. This damage slows or disrupts the transmission of nerve impulses and causes the symptoms of MS. Most relapses will gradually resolve without treatment. For severe relapses, it is recommended to treat them with high-dose oral or intravenous corticosteroids. But corticosteroids do not have any long-term benefit on the disease, and it is believed that the symptoms and the inflammation will abate on their own though it might take some lo a longer time without the use of intravenous corticosteroids. There are a wide variety of medications that are also used to help manage the symptoms of MS. And for more information about that, I would go to the National MS Society's website and they list all the different medications that address symptoms such as bladder problems, emotional changes, fatigue, pain, itching, infection, bowel dysfunction, sexual problems, spasticity, depression, dizziness and vertigo, tremors, and walking and gait difficulty. The possible MS symptoms that I just described sound pretty awful, but the truth of the matter is, is that MS is a very manageable disease. It is recommended that treatment with the disease-modifying therapies begin as soon as possible after diagnosis. It has been shown in research that the sooner you start treatment, the less likely there is to be permanent damage, more progression, and more onset of symptoms as time goes by. While research has shown that 90% of people who are diagnosed with MS will eventually progress in their disease course. They do say that the sooner that medication and treatment begins, the less likely this statistic is to be reached. Multiple sclerosis can be a very manageable disease to live with and to function in the parameters of. 
and in my ensuing podcast, I will discuss some of the ways that comprehensive care and focus on emotional well-being can be excellent resources in order to be able to live what some might consider to be a very full life having multiple sclerosis. To learn more about MS and to explore how my podcast about it has impacted you, please reach out to me via my website on www.drgaillewis.com to schedule an appointment with me. My contact information, my phone number, and my email address, as well as a link to scheduling an appointment is available on my website. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it, and I look forward to my next episode with you. Take care.